0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Gaia.com, the on-demand streaming TV service that helps you achieve your highest potential at your convenience. To get your first month at only 99 cents, visit gaia.com forward slash My 7 Chakras. My 7 Chakras, episode 221. In the moment
1: when we are connected with Mother Earth, we are connected with the universe. Welcome to My 7 Chakras, and now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar.
0: What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, founder and host of My 7 Chakras, the show where we dive deep into the ancient world to uncover nuggets of wisdom that will help you find your life's purpose and beyond. So, if you have a burning question about the mysteries around you, about life and within you, then you are at the right spot. But before diving into today's interview, I'd like to ask you one question. Do you like coming across new and exciting spiritual books to read? If the answer is yes, then you will love what I have in store for you. I've put together a document containing 21 must read spiritual books that have been recommended by our special guest that come on our show. And you to really love this uh, list that I put together. Uh, to download the list, all you got to do is visit the link my7chakras.com forward slash reading list. Once again, that's our website my7chakras.com forward slash reading list. Download it, print it out and then read those books one by one until you get a completely new perspective on life as well as the universe that is within you. You're going to love this one. And with that, I am really excited to bring you our featured guest for today, Daniel Mittel. Daniel are you ready to inspire?
1: Oh, yes. Thank you, Aditya. Thank you for uh, your wonderful uh, uh, podcast and the difference you are making on this uh, world with this beautiful, beautiful uh, Radio shows. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Daniel Mittel is a world traveler master helping people understand their intimate connection to their inner selves. He is the first person in the world in modern times to explain and define the origin of the ancient heart imagery system. Heart imagery, the ancient system that originates from ancient tibetian Sumerian, and Vedic spiritual mystery schools, is connected to the highest number of Mystery School 555. It is related to the Adamic race with the power of dreaming and reversing the past, present and the future. Daniel began teaching Zen meditation in 1981 and from 81 to 92, he practiced the spinal breathing meditation, later found out that in fact, he was practicing the Kriya Pranayama of kriya yoga great master babaji he has been teaching heart imagery workshops worldwide since 96 after spending a couple of years in meditation in north of tibet in 1999 daniel created the school of heart 10 years later in toronto he created the school of meditation daniel also teaches three very important workshops kriya yoga the spinal breathing the power of the heart and inner healing and journeys into the heart and he's actually here for the second time on my seven chakras so welcome to the show daniel thank you
1: thank you and uh, much love and uh, hello to the uh, all people who are listening to us and uh, from all my heart i just Want to say how grateful I am to be here again.
0: Awesome. So, in fact, I am really grateful, uh, Daniel, that you have taken your time to appear on our show. Even though uh, if somebody looks at your schedule, they will know that you're a really busy person. Like you're traveling all the time, you're conducting workshops, uh, you're giving lectures, you're teaching kids as well. You do a lot of work for kids and teach them meditation. So, you're doing so many things. But at the same time, you've taken out time to speak with us and speak to Action Tribe. So, really grateful for that uh, and for coming on our show the second time around
1: yeah thank you it's it's funny you said that because uh, two weeks ago now now I'm here in Toronto that the last weekend I was teaching in San Diego and uh, two weeks ago actually on on uh, Monday I was in uh, Bucharest and on Tuesday I was flying to London on Wednesday from London I was flying to Toronto and on Thursday I was flying to San Diego so I was in four days in four different uh, city the old Wall distance i would say so for me it was such a funny experience to go from one airplane to another and to meditate up there I really enjoy it.
0: <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. And also, I mean, not just traveling, but traveling and doing something that calls to you, right? And doing something that really helps you contribute to the world in a completely different way and changing so many lives, right? So it takes uh, fatigue, I guess, or, uh, you know, tiredness takes on a whole new different meaning, right? I'm guessing.
1: Absolutely. Sure. Yes.
0: <laughs> so uh, once again, thanks a lot for joining us. Let's begin with uh, what we always begin with, which is an inspirational quote so my question is what is your favorite inspirational quote as on today and how do you apply that quote in your life
1: well i have to remember what a really good uh, friend and mentor and uh, like a father for me dramvalo melchizedek uh, said in uh, in a book that we wrote together actually journeys into the heart and uh, he wrote he said there uh, the fact that in the the moment when we are connected with Mother Earth, we are connected with the universe. Um, this is the quote from uh, from this book that we wrote together, our last book. And um, I I believe um, I apply this even when I am not teaching Mother, or I'm 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 not touching Mother, I'm not uh, teaching uh, really. A group of people, like I'm in an airplane, so or, or I'm just walking, or I'm just um, like now I'm in this huge building. I'm at level twenty second, and um, I can still feel Mother Earth energy. I, I I apply it. I know it's it's here. It's with me. It's in my heart. I I, I think this is a really important um, inspirational code that all the humanity, especially today, if we see what's going on all over the world with uh, how much destruction um, is, is happening all over the world with with uh, forests, with the water, with, with the mountains, I, I think we really need to connect with Mother Earth, and uh, when we do that, we really connect with our hearts, and if we connect with our heart, as Drangulo said, we are connected with the the universe very important
0: thing wonderful thanks a lot for sharing that really powerful quote action tribe um, connection does not have to be complex it can be as simple as re-establishing that connection with Mother Earth. Uh, for example, if you're stressed out or if you're worried, uh, maybe you're at your office or maybe you're outdoors somewhere, just take out your slippers and go for a walk or a stroll in the beach or maybe on the Earth. Because estab- when you, once you, you know, establish that connection with Mother Earth, as we're learning today, you connect with your heart. And once you connect with your heart, you connect with the universe. Uh, so Daniel let's start this interview from the very beginning. Could you talk to us about any recollection that you have from your early childhood days? How did it all begin for you?
1: Oh that's a very good question. My mom told me when I was a child I was like one year and a half. Mm-hmm. I used to effectively to steal one her plastic bucket that she used to take that she she used to wash these things hemmed at that time we didn't have a washing machine with the hand and she she used to go outside with this small plastic uh bucket and i was to take it after she 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 put it back in the house and to turn it the other way and i used to stay there in uh, with, with my uh, legs in lotus posture my, my mom told me and with my eyes closed so i was just um later i remember already like i was two years and a half three years when i started to have the recollection of me sitting on that plastic bucket and uh, closing my eyes and my tongue was uh, touching the roof of the mouth I still remember my my brother was making fun of me saying what's wrong with you, why you keep the tongue up on the roof of the mouth for me it was like I really thought all the people are keeping the tongue on the roof of the mouth and it's just part of the Kriya Yoga this Kachari Mudra actually so I really, I I, I thought that's normal when my, my brother told me no, that's, uh, put your tongue down. I said, no, no, I feel better with my tongue up. And it was funny, I have these uh, memories, this uh, recollection of, of my early, really early uh, childhood. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm really grateful for uh, 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 my mom and my, my grandfather, actually. He was a... Uh, uh, one of the uh, high priest in the, the Orthodox Church and he was leading that and they allow me beyond there I would say the Orthodox Church the, the Catholic Church, but especially the Orthodox Church They have their really strictly rules and and my my grandfather was such a wise man. He really understood what That is something a connection with divinity that uh, his, his grandson has with with uh, the universe and at that time i was just two years old he allowed me to he didn't say anything to my my mom like i was doing something wrong or uh, in in a time where really we're talking about 1969 1970 when when in the uh, orthodox uh, culture there was no such thing as yoga lotus posture and I was very, very fortunate to be surrounded by really, I would say, wonderful people. Uh, my my parents, my grandparents, my my brother, and all the all my friends. They um, they saw me as a, I wouldn't say as a case. <laughs> I, I it would be maybe too much to say that, but they had a sort of understanding, and uh, I I would like to say they tolerate my behavior sitting hours and hours in quietness on on that plastic uh, bucket and just uh, i was just quiet with my spine straight and my eyes closed and my tongue up and i could feel in on my spine it was like drops like like tingling like drops of light i i it was very interesting my feeling when i was a child i i always i always like to touch my spine and to to feel like inside there were like circles of light. Later I understood, in fact, it was the energy moving from the base of the spine going up and down. I understood, let's say, in a different way. But when I was a child, I really enjoyed this uh, really cozy, really nice feeling of of energy moving in my body. Uh, I think that was the main thing. That pushed me to stay in that posture hours and hours because I really felt like I, I was um, transparent, I would say. I was uh, like I, I didn't exist. I was air. I was uh, all over. And it was so good for me. to like uh, all, all the time I was telling my mother what she used to, to talk with my brother or my, my father. And there were like five or six rooms. Uh, far away from me, and I, I was telling them, "Why did you say that?" And my mom said, "How do you know you were here all the time? Because on this transparency, I could hear in a different way, not in a normal way." And, and it was for me a really good experience. Later, I understood, of course, in a different way, what happened to me. But as a starting point in in this life, I'm talking, not another another life. As a starting point for me was a really a really good experience, powerful
0: experience. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing that with us. It's so incredible to note that some of the experiences that we have as children, sp- especially spiritual experiences, uh, are so integral to uh, our adult life, right? And how we are able to connect with spirit. So in in my case, when I was a kid, yoga was sort of compulsory in my school. We had, uh, you know, one of the lectures, which was a yoga lecture. And uh, out of all the postures, uh, the part that I liked the most was uh, shavasana, which was towards the very end. And uh, I still remember the teacher used to guide us uh, towards moving our consciousness uh, throughout the different parts of the body and relaxing them one by one. And, uh, at that point I did not logically know what was happening, but I just knew that I enjoyed the experience of relaxation and that was it. I did it for a couple of years and then, uh, you know, in school, uh, it, you know, academics t- takes up, right. Uh, most of your part at a later stage, yes. but then those vivid memories helped me reconnect with, uh, meditation and spirituality, uh, much later on so thanks a lot for uh, bringing that into our uh, imagination right now now i want to just quickly ask you uh, in fact coming back to the present what exactly is heart imagery heart
1: imagery is i would say the grand 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 father or grandmother doesn't matter how we we, we say it of the whole whole spiritual system on this planet in a sense that Um, if if we read the Sumerian tablets and if we listen to the great master from Tibet and if we listen uh, from the Kabbalistic great master from Jerusalem and if we listen to the master, the Mayans that they are talking about that system when an image used to change you even uh, Carlos Castaneda in his books, he's talking about imagery. Anastasia, uh, the great master from Siberia, she's talking about uh, imagery. Uh, tai Chi is imagery. Uh, Qigong is imagery. So basically it seems that uh, around 38,000 years ago, when the Adamic race start to move after the first garden, actually there were three gardens of Eden. It was one that is down now in Mediterranean Sea. The Cyprus, the island of Cyprus, is the only piece that remain. Uh, so, uh, 38,000 years ago, Sicilia was connected with Africa. From The geologists can confirm that. And it was a pen Island there that was the first Garden of Eden. But the second Garden of Eden was uh, where is the Mesopotamia, where was Mesopotamia now, is that places all the, the area of Iraq and Kuwait and the north towards Egypt, right? Mesopotamia. That was the second garden. But there is a place, the, the third garden, where not too many people know about it. I think the only book where it is written about this is Urantia. And this place is right near the Caspic Sea. It's an area which is be- between Iran and Turk- Turkmenistan. It's a mountain where it's called Kapedog. It's dog Mountain. So right there, it was the third garden of Eden. And Eden is coming, I don't know how many people know about that, but the name of the place, the, uh, the headquarter, I would say, of our constellation is it's, it's Eden. Yeah, Eden, Identia from there is coming Garden of Eden. They have some gardens there in the 4th and 5th dimension that where are breathtaking So we call it Garden of Eden from there So the third garden had a team there. We call it the violet race or Adamic race that the first and the most important system they used was heart imagery in a sense that there was no, there was no meditation in that time. It was just a connection with the heart because the heart contains the whole universe. So they learned to connect with the heart and from the heart they learned to use different images. So the master who was teaching them was he or she or they were giving images and based on these images in the physical body, and the, the mental body, which is the left brain moving the energy to the left around the body and inside the body, and the emotional body, which is the right brain moving the energy to the right. In the same time, the left brain and right brain, they move energy like two, two vortexes, two rotating fields around us. This, these are the mental and the emotional bodies. So this was the only way to balance, to harmonize. On a planet that we have to remember about uh, Lucifer rebellion and uh, all what was happened on this planet. We are talking about two hundred thousand years ago when our planet, unfortunately, we joined this rebellion and they they call it in the in the holy books the fall, the fall of the man. So because we are until that moment, the man, a human being, was able to live six, seven, eight hundred years easy our body was 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 using food and light not just food how we are using today but when you use food and light that brings a performance in your cell that is is uh, you know unequal by by anything by any pills by anything we are doing today so in that moment on that time so, right after Adam and Eve uh, coming here, and, and unfortunately their default, well, a new system came on this planet from the, the master that we call it in that time, imagery, heart imagery. And for thousands of years it was used still in Sumerian tablets. They are talking, they, they, they said about their master God, they call Enil, it was the name, they said Enil asked us to close our eyes and he gave us an image and suddenly all of us, we were healed. Well, this is something very powerful that is coming from something, this clay tablets that are from 20,000 years ago. Um, so basically all all this technique, heart imagery, it's it's a, in a way it's very simple. You just use an image so a master is giving you an image you close your eyes and that image inside of you and i have to say that we are seven more than seven billion people would be sure that if i give for example an image a horse let's say i i'll do a heart image with, with the whole planet i can tell you each person can see this horse in a different way the color of the horse where is the horse? One is flying. One is in the middle of the universe. One is on eating the green grass. One, just each person, function of your energy, you see the same image in a different way from your perspective, and that helps you to balance your uh, mental, emotional, and physical bodies.
0: Got it. Got it. So, I mean, it's really fascinating to note, like you mentioned, that uh, heart imagery. Was not uh, used by just one civilization, right? The Sumerians have talked about it. The Kabbalists, Mayans, oh. Toltec wisdom, Tai Chi, and, and and all these people, and 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 this was a, started at a time where it was pre-meditation times. It was, I'm guessing, more simple. It's just the use of different images uh, to heal the body, whether it's the physical body, the mental body, or the image, uh, the emotional body, and and and. Sticking on the same topic of the heart in the you know in a book and during your workshops, you talk a lot about the power of the heart, and it's so clear that the heart is way more than just an organ that pumps blood, right? It's it's more powerful than that. So could you talk to us a bit more about the power of our hearts?
1: Well, that's that's going to be a long talk. It's <laughs> my fa- this is this is my favorite talk actually. Nice. Yes. <laughs> well, um, uh, the the our heart and it's good you said it's it's more than just a simple organ Um, I was talking um, with some really good um, I would say maybe the best specialist in the heart uh, research and I'm talking about the Hartmut Hartmut Institute from California and it's interesting to see how even the science today is backing up a lot of uh, spiritual things because these this doctors, this, this experts, they discover this uh, huge electromagnetic field around the heart. that We are not talking here about like half an inch, like the brain electromagnetic field. We are talking here about um, four, five, six feet around us, which is huge. So suddenly we realize that uh, the heart is, is more than that, plus important important again another scientific uh, thing that uh, the came with is, is the fact that the heart sends much more information to the brain than the brain to the heart and maybe the most interesting thing is that inside of the heart we have more than forty thousand neurons so basically we can say we have a sort of brain inside of the heart so basically your brain can take a decision but your uh, heart from your brain can o- overcome the brain decision if the heart is is let's say in control i would say rarely that happens unfortunately on our planet not too many people right. the brain usually is in control but uh i one of the reason uh, i we're going to talk probably about the, the school of the heart and the power of the heart and the workshop related with the heart one of the reason I'm teaching the workshops uh, Is because I really I'm really positive. I really believe in us. I really believe in people I, and as you said, I'm going I'm literally going all over the world last, last year. I was teaching in 62 countries imagine we're talking about 52 weeks so I had, for example, a couple of weeks when I visited one or two or three countries. So I, I'm, I'm literally going all over the world and I, I see all the cultures and I understand uh, in a different way, from a different perspective. And I'm, I'm very, very positive. I believe the power of our hearts eventually, eventually is going to prevail uh, beyond all the things that are happening in uh, all the problems, uh, I I believe in us and I believe the power of the heart uh, is is going to change and we are going to be all of us sooner or later in the heart. We will arrive there.
0: Got it. Now, you spoke about The fact that the heart is a very powerful organ, way beyond just the uh, fact that it does pump blood, but it's way beyond that. Uh, And it helps us heal. Could you talk to us about, because during your workshop, you teach people how to clean their past, right? Firstly, are you referring to healing of our past in this lifetime or several lifetimes before this? And then also, could you tell us why do we need to cleanse our past in the first place? Of course.
1: Well, um, first, the heart, as the as it's obviously the, I would say, the generator of, of health in our body. Because first, the heart is, is it's a gate, it's it's a portal into the universe, and all, all the mystics, all the masters, were talking about how, if you move your spirit or your attention or intention from the brain down to your heart. Basically, you are going to find a completely new universe. And actually, the Mayans, they said that the real universe, Uh, around us, what we see, what we touch, actually, they call it the illusion, the Maya. So it's interesting to understand uh, from from this perspective why the heart, it it is so important and it is um, uh, uh, healing generated The second part of the question related with uh, cleaning the past, I would say there should not be a a, a spiritual or a teacher on this planet that is teaching uh, spiritual uh, topics without going through a cleaning the past uh, session. In a sense, that you know, we are living in a polarity world. um it's inevitable, uh, emotional traumas, um, belief patterns. and and if we do not clean all these things from the past, for us, karmic from the karmic point of view, it's not easy to achieve, let's say that uh, performance, that desire to, to connect with divinity in, in, in you know in, in a right way. Whenever we have in the past an emotional trauma that remains in our energy, and if we do not clean it, it's very first. It's very hard to go into the heart. This is first thing. The second thing that, that happens is that emotional trauma all the time goes again and again and again. It's not like something happened ten years ago, but because it's inside of you you will always find something that triggers again that emotional trauma. So I would say you are going to live just in the past. So just for at least for the sake of being healthy and living in the in the present. I think the cleaning the past is is paramount. It's maybe, maybe the first thing that any any school of meditation, any school of spirituality, uh doesn't matter if it's yoga or tai chi or reiki or anything. It has to start with cleaning the past. I saw uh, hundreds of spiritual teachers. They think they are spiritual, and they are teaching completely, completely wrong uh, the students in a sense that they are not clean. Now, when you are not clean, imagine let's say you do a reiki session if you as a teacher or as a master you keep that emotional trauma that burden that that brings you in that situation to be all the time in that emotional survival state of mind how is possible that you can teach or heal other other people i i I'm, i mean i'm very strict on this matter all my students that are doing uh, our teaching or healing obligatory they have to go through uh, cleaning the past and you know you know what's interesting about cleaning the past cleaning the past is more than a cleaning it's a forgiveness are you able to forgive your trespassers are you able to forgive the people who hurt you and even more important are you able to forgive yourself for maybe some things that you've done it let's say, not in a uh, right way. That's, that's the reason cleaning, cleaning the past is so, so important. And I'm, I'm really grateful you you mentioned that. I, I really want to say thank you for, for you mentioning this really important uh, part of any spiritual life.
0: Got it. Thanks a lot for sharing now. Um... This event that's happening this weekend here in Vancouver, uh, as we speak, uh, you know, the event is happening on the 17th and 18th in Vancouver, which is the uh, Heart Imagery Workshop. Am I correct, Daniel?
1: Yes, it's exactly the... The cleaning the past event, what we are talking about.
0: So during that event, you are uh, helping, you know, the attendees walk through an exercise called "Cleanse Your Dream." Is that correct? What exactly happens during that "Cleanse Your Dream" exercise?
1: Correct. Yeah, that, that's very important. Uh, once we manage to clean our past, I would say, the past that we are able to to remember, because when we when when we are let's say, during the day we are conscious, but there is a part of the past that we are not conscious much, and these are our dreams, and they are really heavy. People do not understand, but the imagery great pastors, they they said our dreams, and our, let's say, real, if I can call real, uh, daily life, they have exactly the same value from the imagery perspective, because it's, it's an image. It's still an
0: image, right? It's just okay. an
1: image. Your brain see an image. It doesn't matter if it's day or night. So when you are in your dreams, why there are so many accidents? People are dying when they are sleeping. They, they, they made heart attacks. and Because the, the body gives the same importance to a dream, that exactly that what's what's happened during the day so during this workshop I'm teaching uh, some important techniques how to clean the dreams and how to achieve that uh, peace of mind how many days uh, we have we are waking up in the morning and we we have this you know this we call heavy heart we had that dream or dreams during the night and and we, we woke up with this heavy heart, and we, half of the day, we are just haunted by, how I could dream such a thing, this uh, these horrible things, or whatever, so if we do not learn, to clean our dreams, well, it's, it's uh, another problem, that might really happen, in our uh, spiritual, um, quest, in our spiritual uh, existence, you know, so it's, this is also part of the, school of the heart that i'm teaching and uh, i hope i hope uh, uh, a lot of people will will, will really benefit of these uh, techniques
0: so uh, you know since we, we're speaking about dreams uh, over here and you said that our mind which is so true does not differentiate between an image which is real and something that is that is a dream so according to you and according to what you teach what are dreams are they images or are they other dimensions uh, you know, like astral dimensions, like they say sometimes, or are they just images that are you know created by our subconscious mind? Just wanted to get a clear idea about dreams, okay,
1: both so uh, basically, we can dream our subconscious. I would say maybe ninety nine point nine percent of people they they dream from their subconscious mind, which means images that happen in this life or past life the subconscious mind are are moving continuously for a simple reason because we didn't clean it if we are going if we would be able to clean all our action from all lives you are you will not even dream you will be in that state when you are conscious you are you have this lucid dreams so basically our subconscious mind creates these dreams this is the first uh, part that I would say almost the whole humanity is going for the second part is how the masters are dreaming, which means they don't have dreams. they just like yoga say right you you just put your body on the sofa and you get out in your you call it the astral, we call it dreaming body in imagery, yeah, and you basically it's like you let a battery to recharge your body is like a battery, right. And, and you leave it to recharge you 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 basically you are aware twenty four hours seven days let me put it like that so even in your dreams you are working in a sense of course you are working in a different way you go to different dimension you you do what you have to do there, but yeah. even when you sleep uh, the masters they continuously they are working so yeah it's 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 a fascinating. Uh, Subject, and uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, people. I'm I'm teaching in heart imagery in the first uh, module, in the cleaning of the past and uh, self renewal. I'm teaching uh, there is a specific uh, part that is dedicated to to dreams, and of course it's for beginners. Later, I I, I have classes for advanced that when I'm teaching exactly how to. Uh, work with the dreams and how to be able in the dreams to be aware yeah but it's, it's a it's a very interesting subject it's part of the mystery school right so i'm sure people will, will find it very very interesting
0: got it now one of the other exercises that uh, you, you know you'll be going through is the Tibetan cleaning the past exercise and when i read that uh, i remember that you spoke about your time in tibet uh, uh, during our last interview uh so could you sort of revisit uh that conversation what brought you to tibet in the first place
1: oh i i really didn't program to go there actually <laughs> that time i was just taking a, a trip for just i i i heard about this uh beautiful ashram in uh, north of tibet and uh Uh, I ended up in a completely different spot, Uh, my car just uh, went uh, astray and I was uh, stuck there on on the middle of the snow and uh, minus 40 degrees and uh, I just walked, actually I was sure I'm going to die, I I, I didn't believe I'm going to make it, because you don't have any car passing by and... um, I just walked like uh, 48 hours. Uh, I was just singing and uh, yeah, uh, because I I just I I knew uh, if it's going to happen, at least uh, I'm going happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that dimension, and uh, I just uh, I, I I fall down there into the snow. There the 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 monks found me. And what was uh, the
0: weather like? Really quickly before that, as you uh, were walking. It,
1: it was like uh, imagine instead to see the ocean of you with water you see an, the ocean of snow <laughs> so it's it was snow really wow. yeah well, all the snow and uh, the tibetan plateau is because of the position if the, if, if you do not know how to uh, where to go and uh, you can really, really get lost and uh, the high altitude and the wind uh, so i just ended up in this uh, place in this uh, monastery, and uh, I stayed there, uh, you know, a e- couple of good years, um, I I honestly, I didn't want to remain there, I, I loved working with the great master, both of them, uh, Karma Dorje and Tenzin Darje, but I was never, uh, my heart was, uh, you know, giving me this I would say images to come back, and they they could see it actually because they they actually pushed me back to to the world, and uh, just came back, and uh, I understood how important is, is there are things because I until then I was I uh, I wasn't a businessman, but I was I was teaching actually in the weekends, but I, I work in different companies, and but I, I came with completely different perspective and. Uh, uh, I start teaching uh, I start uh, I start working again for for some good years but I I could I I was doing it in a different way from the heart from the perspective from the unity of the heart and it's a completely different
0: uh, approach in fact your story reminds me of a book that i read recently which is a fabulous book by the way it's not available in in canada and uh, it's called jesus lived in india and uh, uh, so I, I recently visited india and that's how i saw the book in a local bookstore but anyway i'm not sure if you've heard this story but uh, many years back a hundred, a hundred i think a couple of hundred years back there was a person from russia i think his name was nikolai he was a traveler traveling in tibet he gets oh, yeah, lost. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, he, uh, he he was very famous actually, and he he wrote. Yeah. And there is a, in in uh, Moscow there is a museum that okay. is uh, is dedicated to his um, uh, trips in Tibet. Oh yeah,
0: it's fabulous because you know he speaks about his God or someone he worships. He talks about Jesus, and then they they're sort of looking at him and they said. Wait, that sounds very familiar because we have our texts and they go through the texts and they talk about someone called Yeshu who visited that area thousands and thousands of years back, Yeah, uh, which was so fabulous. Anyway, uh, you know, Action Takers, if you haven't checked out that book, Jesus Lived in India, uh, try to get that book. It's not available in Canada, but it'll really change your perspective or maybe inspire you to learn more about uh, that fascinating person named Jesus uh, Christ. Uh, so thanks a lot for sharing that. Uh, Daniel, uh, uh, love the fact that you shared that even though you were in Tibet, you your heart was sort of urging you that your mission lies elsewhere, right? And so you knew it, uh, your mentors and teachers knew it, and they urged you uh, to go and pursue your mission as well. Uh, in 1991, uh, you started meditating with uh, Romanian mystic lady, Lady Ana, who connected you with the School of the Heart, the school created thousands of years ago. So what school is this? Could you... Talk to us a bit about that.
1: Well, yes, it's the the school of the heart is the a school that was created by uh, the first person, the first violet race person that was born on this planet. Um, the legend are talking about the first uh, son of Adam and Eve, Adamson, son, uh, that he lived around almost four hundred years, and um, exactly on that the third garden on Capet Dog there, he actually created the mystic school, we call it the School of the Heart, that later, basically, we are talking about other really great masters that they worked with this school and they were leader of the school, and we're talking about Buddha and Confucius, and later Jesus, and uh, so, basically, uh, the School of the Heart is one of these mystic schools where... Um, You have basically some, maybe the most important, I would say, spiritual techniques on this planet. And I'm talking about imagery, and I'm talking about heart meditation, and I'm talking about uh, the spinal briefing, Kriya Yoga, and also the work with the children. So, I am really honored, um, almost uh, 30 years ago, when uh, um, I heard about the school and this uh, mystic, this lady she connected me with the school and i started to meditate uh, and then i i connected with the the energy of the school and i could see sense and feel uh, generation and generation of great masters so basically i am and i'm really honored to lead the school uh, today on, on our planet and um, one of the things that uh, soon we're going to have, uh, and I'm I'm, I'm really, really looking as a really good project, the School of the Heart, to, to have teacher trainings. And uh, uh, for me, I, I arrive at this stage when I really have to have uh, a group of teachers that uh, they have to teach all these ancient methods. And uh, we're going to have uh, very soon uh, we, we created a beautiful website it's, it's exactly the school of the heart.com easy to easy to to uh, remember and uh, I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to to this uh, wonderful uh, podcast they, they are going to resonate in their heart and we are going to think uh, maybe it's it's time for them to start uh, you know teaching the ancient uh, methods uh, that are coming from the school of the heart. Maybe it's time for them to join this school that was created thousands of years ago by this master who understood uh, that the only way to remember who we are is to reconnect with the energy of the heart. So um, I'm I'm really looking forward the school of the heart to uh, have more and more uh, I, it, It's time when this mystic school, it should become more public school if I can say that and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, I'm very positive that is going to be really a beautiful uh, It's going to make difference on the spiritual world that we are living
0: wonderful well thanks a lot for sharing that now another speaking about mystic knowledge and mystic uh, information that can be used to really change uh, our lives and the lives of others around us uh, could you talk to us about kriya yoga uh, what exactly is kriya yoga and uh, you know because kriya yoga is also called spinal breathing you, if you could talk a bit about that as well that would be great
1: well uh, probably i'm sure many uh, uh, for our listeners, they really understand Kriya Yoga. They remember this ancient yoga spinal breathing system that was uh, revived in modern times by Mahavatar Babaji through his uh, first disciple and student Lahiri Mahasaya, the Lord, we used to call Lahiri Mahasaya. And uh, Kriya, the spinal breathing was brought into popular awareness uh, more through Paramahansa Yogananda book, right? autobiography for yogi and um, i would say through yogananda's work because yogananda he introduced this practice this meditation somewhere in 1920 uh, when he traveled from india um, in 1917 and the the system is is simple consists of a number of uh, spinal breathing right you just inhale from the Base of the spine, and is the intention is to ra- rapidly accelerate spiritual development of of, of any practitioner. It, it gives you this state of tranquility and God communion. And the, the interesting thing, Kriya Yoga can be practiced by any person at any age and on any posture. You can. I I, I often practice in the airplane. You you sit on a on a on a chair where and you, you just. Uh, practice you just uh, use the spinal breathing and uh, it's, it's uh, something amazing the benefits of, of, of Kriya Yoga are, are really it's an improvement of uh, physical health um, uh, breathing ability flexibility, relaxation toning of the muscle uh, flexibility of the uh, spinal um, uh, all these vertebras and uh, toning of internal organs the liver the stomach the spleen the kidneys it's it's huge uh, i'm talking about the physical body emotional body you you clean your negative energy mental body calmness the spirit you enjoy the life so it's 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 an amazing uh, system that I, I i really recommend to to people that they, they are interested to Practice something really, I would say, uh, heavy. <laughs> so Kriya Yoga is something that is it's easy to be to practice and the effect is amazing
0: wonderful now i had a question that i wanted to ask you and i think you would be the right person to answer this question but uh, because you have a background in tai chi as well as uh, qigong as well as the uh, uh, you know indian versions like yoga kriya yoga meditation and things like that so i've heard something called the microcosmic breathing uh-huh. in qigong yes and i've found that very similar to certain forms of kriya yoga where you sort of uh, visualize your consciousness, take it up the front channel up to the third eye and bring it all the way back down across your back. And something similar in microcosmic breathing as well, what they suggest. So are they two very similar?
1: Absolutely. Um, if you if you see the um, the system of Kriya Yoga, and not, not just Kriya Yo- Yoga overall, and if you see the system of, of Tao, and you are, Analyze to see how the the great masters from from China and the great master from India they work their energy. You really realize it's is almost with, with small differences, almost the same thing. In a in a sense that um, in India um, they 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 call the, the chakras on, on the spine where this. Uh, uh, let's say wheels of energy, right? Well, in in uh, in, in China, for example, the let's say in the naval chakra, we call it the Ming Mang, which is considered the gate of energy, uh, like the door of the energy. So uh, there are no uh, differences in the in the technique by itself. There are different names, where uh, things that they maybe call different, but uh, the technique is the same. You're right. That's true.
0: Got it. Thanks a lot for sharing that uh, perspective with us. Now, my question is, have you have you met uh, Baba Ji or Lahiri Masay? Any of them?
1: Uh, well, Baba Ji came twice in my meditation and he gave me clear uh, instruction how to proceed and how to do. Uh, Sri Yukteswar, in my, one of my previous uh, life. He was my physical uh, father. He was my real father. So I'm very connected with Sri Yukteswar. Uh, Lahiri, I always, uh, I consider him uh, for for me. It's uh, a really like a a, a god. I, I really love uh, Lahiri and uh, his life story and how he spread uh, uh, Kriya Yoga all over the world. And I'm very connected with Yogananda too. I just I visited uh, Encinitas now in San Diego a couple of days ago and uh, I took the whole group of of students that they uh, attended my workshop in San Diego. Uh, Each evening we went there and we meditated at the temple in San Diego. Uh, Amazing. I I would say amazing. I could feel like I closed my eyes, I started the spinal breathing and I could literally see uh, that image with Yogananda that is called the last smile. Is the exactly one hour before him to do Mahasamadhi? Samadhi uh, There is this beautiful uh, picture with with Yogananda that smile uh, like like Connected with God. I could really see him in front of me and uh, the Students also they, they could feel the energy of the of the scent of the master He was there very, very very powerful it was a, a really uh, Unforgivable experience
0: You you know, what's funny that, you know, the fact that you mentioned and you described the smile that uh, that you see him in your uh, inner mind. When I was a kid in India, uh, I didn't know who Paramahansa Yogananda was, but you have these posters, right? Once in a while. And I used to pass by them. And it's, you know, uh, Paramahansa Yogananda has an uncanny resemblance to my dad, actually. (laughs) So I used to see these posters once in a while. And in some way or form, it felt as if he was trying to connect with me. You know, Mm. as if he was trying to remind me that you have a mission sometime in the future uh you know and so as i over the years later on when i started the podcast and i got much more into um these fascinating topics it sort of brought my back my childhood memories that yes i used to see these posters or pictures once in a while when i was in my school bus maybe you know outside of the road and it's you know it, it just brings uh back the fact that everything is connected
1: <laughs> yeah y- yogananda like uh it's it's amazing how uh uh when when if you uh, read this this story. Uh, so his name Mukunda Lal the real name, you know, and how through God realization he he became a saint, a master is such a inspiration for us uh, to see that uh, when uh, in 19, 1910 he was seventeen, he met uh, Sri Yukteswar, and. Uh, he i still remember when i was reading uh, years ago uh, autobiography of uh, uh, yogi how he said that we enter a, a oneness of silence like words they they, they didn't they didn't uh, care at, at all i i, I remember this uh, sentence from from this uh, description on yogananda met the the great master Sri Yukteswar when he said we enter a, a oneness of silence without words without suddenly he sensed the guru that he was looking for it was in front of him and for, for me it was such a, a dramatic description of how how a great master met another great master it is such a inspirational story that uh, I, I'm, I'm really grateful, uh, I, I feel in my heart such a, uh, a, 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 a I'm so appreciative for, for the fact that uh, such a great master, Yogananda, took his time to write this book, just to let us, for us, something, to see that is possible. He, that child, Mukunda Lal Ghosh, arrived at the God Realization, uh, like... So anybody can do it. For me, it was such a, an amazing, really, really amazing uh, story.
0: Love that. Well, thanks a lot for sharing. Now, uh, for you know, many of our listeners are new to these topics. They're new to Kriya Yoga, they're new to Tai Chi, and they're new to this way of living. You know, the possibilities that exist for our life in this lifetime as well as beyond. So... Uh, help us understand who is Drunvalo Melchizedek and how did you meet him? What's the story behind that?
1: So Dranvalo Melchizedek is um, the first person on this planet that uh, explained the sacred geometry, the flower of life and the Merkaba, the body of light. The Melchizedek team, we call the Melchizedek receivers, are uh, is the team that actually takes care of our planet in this moment. Uh, and we have a Melchizedek uh, a priest that came in the holy books. It's written uh, like two thousand years prior to Jesus. It was uh, Machiventa Melchizedek. He was the first one on this planet who came to help us. Um, and Ramolo, uh um, he is uh, one of this uh, great master, and he is a walking actually. This is not his body, and uh, his books uh, sold in millions. All over the world, the flower of life, living in the heart, the serpent of light, the uh, Mayan Ouroboros, and now we wrote a book together, the journeys into the heart. So his books are really probably considered as a pillars of spirituality on this planet. So I'm I'm really I'm I'm so grateful that in my life I, I had the chance to to be near this master. I'm very I'm very close. Very very close to to Dranvalo. A couple of weeks ago, I, I was in Sedona and we were meditating together in in uh, Arizona desert. Eh? So I'm I'm very very uh, fortunate to to be uh, um, near such a great master. And uh, Dravulo made a lot of change on this planet. Uh, his trips, he put this crystal and he he helped the kundalini of the planet to move from Tibet. Now is is. pointing towards chile because it's a feminine energy Uh, a lot of things that are are uh, probably i I should take another two or three interviews with you (laughs) to talk about uh, the drama
0: got it got it now you spoke about a merkaba could you quickly maybe give us a brief overview of what a merkaba is like you mentioned it might take two to three interviews but i'm sure many of our listeners are uh, really wanting to know and fascinated (laughs)
1: Oh sure, so the, the, the Merkabah is the, the body of light, any person can activate it, uh, in all the books, all the, the holy books, uh, there are references to the Merkabah in the sense that um, uh, in the in the Bible for example, they are talking about that chariot of fire that uh, Eliah came with, uh, or the Archangel Michael that he has these lights around him. So basically, there are specific energies and there are specific uh, ways of activating this energy around uh, any person. The merkaba is very important. This body of light can protect you, especially of energies like radiation, pollution. Uh, So it has an important role. And not to mention, you cannot travel from one universe to another if you are not in one of this, let's say, vehicle so merkabami is like a vehicle
0: so daniel you shared with us so many things today so many stories so many ideas so many uh, different types of exercises you spoke to us about that uh, based on what you've shared what is that one action step that you'd like to share with our listeners today
1: well i would go back to the heart because i really believe the heart is really important uh, i would go back to to uh, this workshop that i just had this weekend in Toronto, people coming from Canada and USA and from Europe, or a couple of people. And I would just say uh, the most important thing is to stay in the heart, to learn some meditation, to stay into the heart. Um, I would really advise towards this direction. Probably there is no more important time on this planet than now when we are addressing. I would say at the intersection of of our destiny, and uh, I would say that's the reason I was talking about the school of the heart, because I know now this is a time when we have to really go towards that direction, and uh, our life is going to be wonderful it is wonderful already
0: <laughs> got it action drive to access the show notes for today's episode visit our website my 7 forward slash 221 that's my7chakras.com forward slash 221 go to the link you'll be able to see all the quotes that we've shared today you'll be able to see the uh, action step as well as the link uh, that you need in order to learn more about what we are speaking about today and before moving on a word from our sponsor Gaia.com Action Taker, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, and I hope you've subscribed to our show as well so that you can re listen to this episode whenever you want on your phone. As you head out into the world to take action and transform your life, I want to take a few moments to talk about a very important topic that is not talked about much, and that that is the topic of death. This is one of the most powerful concepts to mankind. Everyone is afraid of death and yet everyone wants to safely experience a bit of it. Think about it. When we go to the movies, sometimes people are watching horror movies, thriller movies, adventure movies. People love skydiving, bungee jumping and swimming with sharks. Uh, Even Steve Jobs spoke at length and so eloquently about the idea of death so why is death so attractive a concept why is death uh you know why do people want to get a taste of it and that is because death has a purging effect it has a way of separating what is important from the unimportant those who've tasted death maybe in a in an accident or a drug overdose or a near-death experience are never the same again i don't want to sound unpleasant here but Take some time today to think about the positive side of death because to be honest, life on earth is so short-lived, we never know when it is our turn. And according to an ancient native Indian quote, death is our eternal companion. It is always to our left and arm's length behind us. Death is the only wise advisor that a warrior has whenever he feels that everything is going wrong and he's about to be annihilated, he can turn to his death and ask if that is so. His death will tell him that he is wrong, that nothing really matters outside its touch. His death will tell him, I haven't touched you yet. So Daniel, as on today, what is your life calling? What is your purpose?
1: Uh, Love, unconditional love. This is the the thing that uh, uh, this is so important for me i I was walking today on the streets of Toronto and uh, I, I could feel love for uh, the trees, for the people, for the animals, for the stones, for the uh, up for the sun and for the I, I really felt uh, love is the most important thing my, my, my call my just to to feel. And to experience love on on this planet is the language of the heart. I would say the love is the language of the heart, unconditional love.
0: Got it. So, Daniel, like you mentioned, you at this point in your life are doing so much for the world, right? You're traveling a lot to different countries. You're taking workshops. uh, You you know, you're sharing your knowledge and really transforming people's lives. And many of our listeners are on uh, the path, you know, they're on the path of finding their life's purpose there. They want to do something that's really meaningful in their lives. So, talk to us about what was that defining moment for you that really changed your life? Was it a phrase that you read, or an experience that you had, or a person that you met? What was that defining moment that really changed things for you?
1: When, um, when I was child, I was really enjoying uh, that moment when I was just closing my eyes, sitting on, on that uh, plastic bucket, and uh, completely connected with, with that time. And later, somehow, somehow I I I got it in this vortex of of, of energies and, and you know I started to live more in the future and so on. So a really important moment in my life when, was when I reconnected with that present, and uh, it, it came just suddenly like I like a realization. Uh, I, I, I felt how important it is to go back to that state of childhood when I was just in that moment and uh, there were no memories and no future, just enjoying that uh, relaxation, that uh, way of living. And uh, from that, that moment when I realized that um, I, I, whenever my thoughts are going into the past, or they are trying to touch something from the future, I just stop and I just, uh, I am, I am in, in this moment. And that's, that's for me was a really important time in my life.
0: Well, thanks a lot for sharing that really, really profound moment uh, when you went back to how you were uh, as a child, your inner child, you tapped into your inner child. And I think many of our listeners have taken that as a cue to do Uh, that next and with that we've arrived uh, at the last round which is called the wisdom round we did this round uh, last time as well but i'm curious to know if anything has changed at all with uh you you know uh your your responses or your answers but help us understand what is the best advice that someone has ever given you
1: uh stay in my heart (laughs) <laughs> that was always the best advice, uh, and it's interesting because I met uh, I, I met a couple of really good. I was really lucky. Met a couple of really good, great master in my life, and it doesn't matter if there were the Tibetans or the Lady Anna, or it was Dranvalo Melchizedek, uh, or there were uh, uh, Kriya Yoga great masters, or uh, Dalai Lama. I met him twice. Uh, or anastasia coming to my meditation or babaji the same thing came from all stay in your heart just stay in your heart and see sense and feel from your heart so uh, i would say the same thing you know i I, that was the best advice that i've got and uh, i'm trying to follow as much as possible
0: thanks for sharing could you name a personal habit that keeps you strong
1: uh, meditation uh, I'm, I'm really um, one of the person that really loves to meditate not just in the morning I, I, I wake up usually very early because I go to bed early around nine o'clock I'm in the bed around three or four I'm up but I like to meditate when I work or when I make shopping or uh, in a sense that for, for me that the people think meditation is difficult meditation it's easy Quieting your mind, that's meditation. If people, I, I, I share this secret in, in, in this interview. The meditation is the easiest thing that you can do. If you can quiet your mind, if you take out your thoughts, that's easy. So um, whenever you have a thought that you you feel it doesn't work to feed energy with, just stop the flow of energy. Don't put energy in that thought. empty your mind and you are in a state of meditation
0: simple wonderful so what do you do during the first two hours of your day what is your morning routine like these days
1: Uh, meditation (laughs) that's that's because early morning is really the best time to meditate Uh, I do some kriya yoga I do also some uh, exercises from uh, uh, Tao tradition and then uh, I'm just going deep in meditation. I just quiet my mind and I just connect with the divinity. And I just, uh, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm, I just feel this connection with God. And uh, I say thank you. Thank you. I'm grateful to Mother Earth and Father Universe. I'm grateful to my higher self. That helps me to be who I am. And uh, so the first hours of, of my day, I spend being, in, uh, being appreciative for what I, I have. Uh, in my meditation, there I just I say uh, all the time, and, and I, I I really feel in my heart uh, how fortunate I am, how lucky I am to to feel that you know.
0: Name a book that you'd like to recommend for our action takers today.
1: I would really really recommend uh, Dramalo and my uh, book, last book that we co-authored together is called Journeys into the Heart. It's a it's a it's, it's more like a manual, it's not just a simple book. Uh, there are just, until now on, on this uh, planet, there are just uh, a couple of books that uh, have, the, there are basically five similar books that have been written on this subject through the whole history of humanity. There is Upanishad, there is a the secret chamber of the heart, there is Philokalia, there is Way of Pilgrim, The Song of Vitae and Living in the Heart. So these are the five books similar uh, written on the whole history of humanity. So the journeys into the heart is journeys into the heart is really uh, it's a manual of uh, it's maybe probably one of the most Important spiritual books on this planet. I really, really recommend
0: it. So, Action Tribe, I know that you really, really love to listen to the books that we recommend during this uh, episode, and many of you uh, purchase these books as soon as you hear them shared on the show. And that's why Audible.com is offering you, Action Tribe, one free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial. You can get to check their amazing service. Now, Audible, in case you don't know, has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android or Kindle, including books like The Chakra System by Anadia Judith, Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. We spoke about this book today and A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook and start listening right away, go to our website my7chakras.com forward slash free book. Once again, that's my7chakras.com forward slash free book and start listening. So Daniel, thank you so much for coming on our show for the second time and really sharing so much information for our listeners. Uh, Really appreciate it. Uh, Before you go, tell us something that you're grateful for, and then tell us how we can find you online. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm grateful being here, speaking with you. um, This, this, this is important. I mean, this present moment, and I enjoy, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm breathing this uh, beautiful uh, uh, energy. I'm grateful I'm here. I'm grateful uh, we can speak. Uh, I'm grateful uh, I can see a flower and I can speak with a child and with with um, my friends and I can understand so many things around me. I'm really, really grateful.
0: Got it. And, and your website? How can people my, find uh, it?
1: Oh, my website is really easy. Is Uh, my name, so it's uh, d a n i e l m i t e l d-a-n-i-e-l-m-i-t-e-l.com and again, I recommend also the the school of the heart uh, website, which is www.theschooloftheheart.com. So the school of the heart in one single uh, word uh, .com Two really important uh, websites, uh, you will find there a lot of exercises, and also uh, in the School of the Heart you will find the program for the teacher training. Some, some of you might, and I would invite you to uh, listen to your heart and see if you want to, uh, if you are looking further to teach this uh, beautiful... Beautiful, beautiful uh, technique.
0: So, there you go, Action Tribe. If you're listening so far, it means that you're really connected with us today. You've connected with the topic. You really are interested in learning more. Uh, one of the reasons why I started this podcast is because I did some uh, research. I tried to listen to information that I wanted, but I couldn't find, you know, the information that I needed. I couldn't find actionable things that i could do i couldn't find directions that i need in order to evolve and that's why i created this podcast to speak to those people who are here to serve those people who have spent a lot of time uh, transforming people's lives and one such person is definitely daniel Mithel. you need to go to daniel go to school of the heart.com um, you can check out uh, wherever he's you know uh, in the world in terms of giving workshops uh, you can get his book will have the link for all of these things up in the show notes so that you can click and take action and transform your life as well so daniel thank you so much for coming on our show talking to us about the power of the heart and taking us one step closer to a human revolution
1: thank you and uh, blessing to all the people who are listening to us thank you aditya you are listening to my seven chakras go to my s-e-v-e-n chakras.com download your free gift get inspired and take action transform your life today